0: Psalm 120. In my distress I I cried to the Lord, that he may answer me. Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you, and what more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue? A warrior's sharp arrows with glowing coals of the broom tree. Woe is me that I am an alien in Masech, that I must live among the tents of Kedar. Too long have I had my dwelling among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Jeremiah chapter 22, verses 11 through 17. For thus says the Lord concerning Shalom, the son of King Josiah of Judah, who succeeded his father Josiah and who went away from this place. He shall return here no more, but in the place where he they have carried him captive, he shall die. And he shall never see his land again. Woe to him who builds his house by unrighteousness and his upper rooms by injustice, who makes his neighbors work for nothing and does not give them their wages, who says, I will build myself a spacious house with large upper rooms, and who cuts out windows for it, paneling it with cedar and painting it with vermilion. Are you a king because you compete in cedar? Did not your father eat and drink and do justice and righteousness? Then it was well with him. He judged the cause of the poor and needy, then it was well is not this to know me says the Lord but your eyes and heart are only on your dishonest gain and shedding innocent blood and for practicing oppression and violence the gospel of Luke chapter 11 verses 37 to 52 while he was speaking a Pharisee invited him to dine with him so he went in and took his place at the table The Pharisee was amazed to see that he did not first wash before dinner. Then the the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You fools! Did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? So give for alms those things that are within, and see, everything will be clean for you. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and herbs of all kinds and neglect justice and the love of God. It is these you ought to have practiced without neglecting the others. Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love to have the seat of honor in the synagogues and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces. Woe to you, for you are like unmarked graves, and people walk over them without realizing it. One of the lawyers answered him, Teacher, when you say these things, you insult us too. And he said, Woe also to you, lawyers, for you load people with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves do not lift a finger to ease them. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets whom your ancestors killed. So you are witnesses and approve of the deeds of your ancestors, for they killed them and you build their tombs. Therefore also the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and persecute, so that this generation may be charged with the blood of all the prophets shed since the foundation of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who pairs between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, it will be charged against this generation. Woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You do not enter yourselves, and you hindered those who were entering. I'm just going to come out and say it. The verse from Jeremiah, verse 13. Um... Who builds up his house by unrighteousness, which is fine, but who makes his neighbors work for nothing and does not give them their wages? It made me think of the government shutdown, and um, even before that, the history that our current president has of uh, in his business dealings of not paying contractors and all kinds of other stuff. And um, I do try to go out of the way to be fair to people that I'm not incredibly sympathetic towards uh, because I think that's what God does um, and I think that's a central part of what makes a Christian faith unique um, that even the pagans love them love the people who love them back but Christians are called to love their enemies um, but in I mean in the gospel you see Jesus kind of being a jerk um, which is weird to say because he gets to be he's God <laughs> um, but he's invited to dinner, he's like, okay. And then he starts, like, attacking other jerks. Um, and some of them, the accusations may or may not have held water, um, depending on how many Pharisees there were. I mean, there's got to have been one guy in there that's like, I try to be a genuinely decent person and love justice. and um, And then... Somebody who isn't a religious leader, but who just, you know, uh, practices law, which is is religious. Um, but uh, somebody, a lawyer says, well, wait, you know, that that's kind of, the mud's getting on us. And Jesus says, you know, he he doubles down and he s- says, well, woe to you too. And he keeps going on and on. Um, and I think the temptation Um, And the other passage that pops to mind is um, uh, driving the money changers out of the temple where Jesus' anger is used as justification for our own anger. But the important thing to remember is um, Jesus is God, and God, therefore, um, not just because God created the world and created the way it works, um, but also because that's God's function as judge, it's not ours. Um, That being said, I think you can be honest um, and you can, you know, look out over what information you do have and what facts you can verify um, and make certain assessments. Um, I think that the problem isn't judgment. The problem is us judging based on our own self-interest or lack thereof. Um, So I don't gain anything by saying, look, President Trump, there's credible news sources that say, you know, he didn't fulfill his uh, contracts uh, or he didn't pay um, contractors who worked on his properties. Um, There's plenty of evidence that he shut down the government for really unjustifiable reasons. And he did so for a longer length of time than any other administration prior had. Um, and to say that without necessarily thinking that that's the that's the last word, um, I think another thing that is, I don't think it's distinctively Christian. I think other faith traditions have it, but um, holding out hope for people and situations that they might improve, um, that Trump may come around, that whatever his business dealings continue to be, that Um, He'll love justice and and act mercifully um, and depart from the history that he's displayed. Um, And that is, um, that's one of these fundamental, I think that's one of the ways we love our enemies is not necessarily to pat them on the back and say, oh, you're, you know, just kind of stroke their ego because we're afraid of being angry or we're afraid of being perceived as angry um, or we're afraid of, you know, whether or not we have the right to judge. Um, but it's, it's being honest with them and helping them be uh, that better person um, by encouraging them and creating that space in which they are able to be the best person that they can be, the kind of person um, that God has created us all to be. for our enemies from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the Father of all, whose Son commanded us to love our enemies, lead us from prejudice to truth. Deliver us from hatred, cruelty, and revenge, and in your good time, enable us to stand reconciled before you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into pew pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash first formation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.